Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, the Disney Parks D23 presentation with Josh Umaro and others has come and gone, and it's left a lot of uncertainty in its wake. Many podcasters and bloggers have already expressed their confusion. In truth, the crowd at D23 largely seemed like they were pleased with what was presented. And if everything that was even mentioned was created or actually built, it would be fairly amazing. There was nothing presented that wasn't fairly cool. But it's really hard to believe that many of these concepts, and especially these blue sky ideas that were presented are ever going to be built when other projects that were farther along are now missing in action. The majority of the presentation made in Epcot's experience at Odyssey isn't coming, or at least wasn't mentioned during D23. Still, there are some 50 things that were announced or given updates as they continue under construction. We'll sort through all of this and try to understand why we received the presentation and exhibition that we received. Join us as we go into the unknown with Disney Park D23 announcements. Also know that at DisneyAtPlay.com we'll have an outline of all of these things that we're going to be talking about today because there is a lot to frankly keep track of. And many of these things are kind of an array of, well, if you were to use baseball talk, kind of singles or doubles or even some home runs. And yet, there sure are a lot of strikes that we're not talking about. Furthermore, a lot of things we're talking about seem to be the focus at Disneyland, far less than Walt Disney World, which, truthfully, at the last D23 conference in 2019, a lot of Disneyland fans left feeling like, ah, it's all about Walt Disney World. Well, it was all about Walt Disney World at, at D23 in 2019, but most of what was presented isn't even on the radar anymore. So it's really hard. By the way, I should also mention that I'm not so certain in my mind that this was a home run to those who um, were in charge of this presentation. If you go to Disney Plus and you look at what's new on Disney Plus, you'll see that oh so nicely there was a D23 Expo daily recap for day one. And guess what? Another D23 Expo daily recap on day two. And then for day three, the day of the parks presentation, there's nothing. There is no recap. There is no summary. I'm not so certain that things are already disappearing that were presented last Sunday. It will be interesting to see what really goes on. Well, let's go through the park universe. Let's start with a really good place, Tokyo Disney Resort. Oh my goodness. Well, this is was announced a long time ago, and it's been under construction for a conceivably long period of time. It's a new port of call to Tokyo Disney Sea called Fantasy Springs, 
which includes not only a luxury hotel at that end of the park, which is an opposite end to the front of the park, which has a luxury hotel in the front, but it also has three districts, for lack of a better term. Uh, Frozen is one of those. It's one of three frozen lands going in. Peter Pan is got not one, but two attractions going in. And their ride vehicles for all these, by the way, which were shown at D23. I tried to ask the Imagineer exactly how the Peter Pan one was working. It's not like the ship at um, Peter Pan's flight in Fantasyland. Although that Imagineer assured me that actually that Peter Pan ride, Peter, Peter Pan's flight, is actually going to stay in Fantasyland. These are two new attractions. One, again, kind of in a ship, but of a hollow ship with a lot more people in it. And then um, a second one, which kind of goes through Tinkerbell's world, which looks adorably cute. I mean, how could it not be? And then there's a third land based on Rapunzel Tangle. Um, I think this combination of these kind of three districts all creating like this mega land might be a good analogy to some of this blue sky stuff that we're going to talk about a little later. We should also mention that they talked about the new Space Mountain and Plaza coming to Tomorrowland. They showed a daytime as well as a nighttime photo, which had already been shown, the nighttime photo. They showed a transition from daytime to nighttime in this. It looks very impressive. I think the thing that came out of that announcement was that this was planned for 2027. Now, if you're doing your math right now, that's five years from now. And that's important because you're going to see that this, which is a very real, okay, budget approved, we're going forward, it's approved, everything's good to go, project is going to take five years going forward. The blue sky projects we're going to talk about later, that's easily five years or much longer. We could be talking today or this last week about projects that you won't even see until 2030 if you even see them. Some of the announcements given were tied to the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. And one of them was at Hong Kong Disneyland, where a Walt and Mickey statue sitting on a park bench, if you remember the idea of Walt sitting on a park bench and uh, watching his daughters on the carousel and wondering if there could be a place where families could enjoy it together. Well, this statue has Walt and Mickey sitting on the carousel and uh, are sitting on the park bench. And it's not placed on Main Street. It's actually placed in Fantasyland toward, looking toward, the carousel. So it's an interesting, uh, why it, Hong Kong is getting one and not Shanghai or Paris, all that was a little confusing to me, but hey, good for you, Hong Kong, you get one. Plus they are getting a world of Frozen, again, one of the three Frozen lands, opening in the second half of 2023 with two attractions. You know, if you really look at it, there are very few IPs that are based entirely, or I'm sorry, there are very few lands in any of the parks internationally based on a single IP. Do you know what the first one was? 
Well, in my thinking, the first one, unless you consider Mickey's Toontown, which is kind of based on the world of Mickey and Minnie and all his friends, I would say that first one was probably Mermaid Lagoon at Tokyo Disney Sea, because that is in a land entirely based on The Little Mermaid. We've certainly had one based on Pandora, World of Avatar. That is a single land. And now we've had Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland and Magic Kingdom. So these things are happening. Um, Frozen is going in as not a ride like in Norway. It is going in as a total land with, in this case, in Hong Kong, two attractions. One is Frozen Ever After. And the second being... Um, a um, uh, sleigh ride that looks very similar, comparable to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I should mention that relative to um, the Frozen version at Tokyo Disney, they showed an animatronic um, um, Elsa, and she was amazing. It was the same caliber as the Beauty and the Beast animatronics, it was not the same caliber as the ones you see at Epcot's Happily Ever After, where we have projected faces. Projected faces work kind of well with things like the Seven Dwarfs in the Mine Train. They don't work well. They, In fact, they're just simply awful in Frozen Ever After. Um, these animatronics are going into Tokyo. I would like to assume they're also going into the other two Frozen spaces, both Hong Kong and Paris. That's not a guarantee. Um, but it would also be, hey, really niceful to nice, niceful. That's a great word, niceful. It would be niceful if you could take those animatronics and put them into Frozen Ever After at Norway and Epcot. Anyway, none of that is for sure. But um, we should, moving on to Shanghai Disneyland, a big nod given in the exhibit to Zootopia Land. You saw an eight passenger police vehicle, which in the video shows it's heading to Gazelle's concert. You kind of line up at the police station. There are streets where you have these animal puppets kind of coming out of windows and doors and they showcase that at the Imagineering exhibit. Um, all new, new artwork as well, all very promising and um, very telling as we will find out in the Blue Sky discussion. And then they also mentioned that Duffy and Friends are um, with Lena Bell, which is a new Duffy, friend of Duffy, is coming to Disney Plus uh, sometime very soon in a little show there. Why we don't have a little show based on Figment? Is that not a thought or idea? It seems to make sense to me. Maybe I'm just overthinking this. But if you could have a Duffy and Friends on Disney Plus, are you sure you couldn't have a figment on Disney Plus? It's just out there. Let's move to Disneyland Paris. Quite a few announcements going on. First of all, again, the Frozen theme land. Um, but, but they started showing how the park is extending outward because the, uh, the new Avengers campus really is just an overlay of a previous section of the park. Now we've got whole new areas going in. In this case, an entirely new promenade in the center of the park leading to a lakeside district. And with it, there is a set of gardens, 
uh, that will have a Tangled theme attraction. Looks a little bit like a teacup with boats and lanterns overhead. More to come, maybe. That seems a little um, that seems a little overwhelming to have those boats all spinning at that speed. But who knows what's got they got there going. And also a new entrance to Toy Story Land. I welcome this. Their Toy Story Land seems surprisingly small compared to the one in Hong Kong Disneyland. Um, and the color choices are, really don't work in that particular land. So I'm, I'm happy to see some freshening up going on there. We Belong Together is a Pixar musical review, new show coming. They already have a great Mickey Sorcerer type show in one theater that sits on the side of stage one. I'd like to think this is going to the other side. I don't know. I don't know if this is a replacement. They were unclear about that. I'd like to say that they need another show and this sounds like a really good one to be uh, to put in to um, Disneyland Paris or the Walt Disney Studios Paris Park. And then finally, they talked about the Disneyland Hotel when we were there over the summer. You could see through the hotel at portions and it had been completely gutted out on the interior. Well, this showed um, some of the rooms, particularly the suites, all of them taking thematic cues from the princesses and supposedly complete in 2024. Did I get that right? I'm not sure. I'll come back to that one. You know what? That Disneyland Hotel transformation is actually, yeah, 2024. Okay, so that's what's going on at Disneyland Paris. So that gives you an overview of all of the international parks. Now let's go to the real fun stuff. Let's start with Disneyland. For the 100th anniversary, there is a new um, Wondrous uh, Journeys that is going to be happening uh, as a castle fireworks show. It's going to be a nod to all 60 of the Disney animated films being represented there. And then their parade, which started only weeks before COVID happened, that is coming back. You'd think it would be back by now. I thought I heard Josh saying under his breath that it was like spring of next year. I don't think it's happening any sooner. Um, and again, you have Halloween and Christmas coming up already in the in the interim. They brought out big time Mandalorian and Grogu coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, not Disney Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World, just Disneyland. Apparently, Disneyland's Galaxy Edge is going to be allowed to be more multiverse as opposed to Disney's Hollywood Studios, this is how it's been explained to me, which is going to be more stuck in a particular time period that aligns with the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser and everything happening there. Um, I'm not sure that's a really great thing because I think guests would really love to see Mandalorian Grogu and their, they came out and it was pretty cool, um, very cool and in terms of their appearance but it's not coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios anytime soon. And I didn't quite hear the date on when it was coming to Disneyland. A revised Toontown is planned for early 2023, according to what was announced. And I believe we can guarantee that also Runaway Railway 
will also come too. Relative to the, um, they they had some great models, and um, and great verbiage around the revised Toontown. A couple of things stand out. Goofy's area is a how to play yard. Remember, Goofy is had done a bunch of shorts like how to play football, how to play baseball, you know, how to series. The this is how to play yard uh, showing up at um, as part of Toontown, and Donald's boat is part of that, which with a splash and play kind of area. Cartoonial Park is going to feature an interactive fountain that um, lights up beautifully at night and is playful during the day. And then also the Dreaming Tree. Now the Dreaming Tree was first announced as part of World Celebration at Epcot. I haven't seen any sign of it since. It sounds like it's gone away. It really didn't seem to align with everything else going into the, the spine of Epcot's uh, former future world. But those are some things. By the way, Gadget's Go, Go Coaster might be freshened up, but it's still there. Um, other elements uh, look pretty solid in that whole, and of course, Roger Rabbit's um, uh, spin ride is also still going to be there. It was already being um, um, freshened up and maybe made a little bit more um, appropriate um, before it closed. And and then with, um, we should mention that with um, the new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, they'll have a revised lobby queue. It won't be like the Chinese theater. You're going to the El Capitan Theater based on the El Capitan Theater, which is a... Uh, which is a theater that Disney owns on Hollywood Boulevard. And uh, that theater is going to have an interactive set of displays celebrating Mickey throughout the years. Then uh, we get to Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Now, those of us, the model was spectacular. They had that on the show floor at, at Disney Imagineering. It was impressive, a new trees going into it, um, much more of a southern sense to it, uh, which looked really good. The tree that was at the top and the sense that you were going to, um, uh, what is the, the woman, the mother in the, um, in the forest that lives in the tree, that isn't up there anymore at the top, but you are going through something that is all lit up. There is apparently not going to be the villain this is a chapter after the film and she's on a bayou adventure to find some important ingredients or find the right ingredients for a big celebration maybe that she's looking for a band to um or the food elements i'm not sure so sure but anyway she's on her way to do that there's um a new water tower that's presented in this and i think it looks kind of kind of good the water tower has um, Tiana's Bayou Adventure on it, but also has her crown uh, placed around the top of the tower. Very, very lovely. I like all this. This all sounds really good. Not a lot of visuals about what the thing looks like inside. We get a lot of conversation about everybody going to visit New Orleans, to check out what this is all going to be like and to do research on this project. And let me just tell you, it reminds me of a National Geographic magazine. It was the first thing in my library. If you've ever heard my story about finding the National Geographic magazine when I was 
in grade school, and it was about the wonderful worlds of Walt Disney. It came out before Pirates of the Caribbean was built. But in it, they had a picture of Herb Ryman. I think it was Herb. And he's in front of this big National Geographic library in the studio. And he's looking at pictures of New Orleans through the National Geographic. Now, mind you, this is a little bit of a sell for National Geographic. But notwithstanding, a lot of what they designed for the that, which is one of the best lands ever created, New Orleans, they took from magazines and books. Yes, Walt and his wife and um, one of the Imagineers went to find props and things like that in New Orleans. But I don't have a lot of stories about Mark Davis or Herb Ryman or Claude Coates ever going to New Orleans. Maybe that happened. I haven't heard it. But boy, there sure is a lot of research done for these attractions. And the spirit of Joe Rohde, who went, heaven knows, across the world to... And, and, he, and he built great things. I have no question. This will be beautiful when it is built. It is going to fill with the culture of New Orleans. And yet, at the same time, I just keep scratching my head and saying, you're still doing research? You know, two years later, after you announced the thing, it just seems kind of funky that, that we don't have imagery and things further along in all this. In fact, it says, we will see food come to life in new ways, and you'll hear more about that in the near future. He, Josh says that while a picture of Tiana's palace is in the background. Now, I asked an Imagineer, so what becomes of Critter Country? Critter Country is the land in which, in which Splash Mountain currently resides at Disneyland. She confirmed with me that indeed Critter Country was going to continue, and in fact, pointing to an image of a sea otter, um, you know, said there are even going to be some new critters. But is there going to be a new restaurant? Um, there's not a lot of room in New Orleans Square. So if you're going to do something, you'd probably have to do it in critter country. But if you do it there, how can you really say it's critter country when... So maybe maybe Tiana is also building a, a restaurant out in the woods. I, I don't know what's going on there, but it, there seems to be more to come, but nobody's announced that, even though all this is supposed to be ready in, well, what year is this supposed to be ready in uh, 2024? So two years from now. A lot of confusion on this. Now, um, what is opening, and opening apparently this year, according to to the calendar, if I saw that correct, yeah. Udora's Chic Boutique, great title, featuring Tiana's Gourmet Secrets. That is a little boutique shop that's opening in New Orleans Square and is apparently opening this year. We moved to Disney California Adventure. And can you see already, we got, well, I, I, I won't, I'm just, keep in mind, lots of things announced for the Disneyland Resort. A lot of things not announced for Disneyland Resort, too. We ought to come back to that, too. One is the 100th anniversary of World of Color, or World of Color 1 is what they call it in late January. I think 1 is not the number of World of Color shows, but rather 1 meaning we are all 1, something like that. That apparently, I thought I heard being said, was coming in late January, again, as part of the 100th anniversary series. San Francisco, 
with Baymax from Big Hero 6 coming to Pacific Wharf. If you're not familiar with Pacific Wharf, there is just this dining district, counter service dining district, which includes a Chinese eatery, a, a sourdough bread bowl a restaurant, um, a, a beer truck, and a Mexican food eatery. Also, there is a Ghirardelli's ice cream, which I spent way too much time with last week. This is what makes, and it's all actually themed based on Monterey's Cannery Row. It, in fact, there was even signage in the windows, as I recall, talking about how these buildings compare to Monterey, to Cannery Row. Well, all that's going away. San Francisco is now coming to this section with um, the bridge kind of imitating um, an Oriental Asian looking um, Golden Gate Bridge. I think I'm going to like this and I think I'm going to like the theming to it. But I'd be less than honest to say I do kind of miss the fact that Monterey's Cannery Row was, was represented. It's still going to be some part of California, although again, a very Disney stylized California. Uh, the Incredible Hulk came out in a quantum suit and uh, was shown to the audience. And Josh announced that that was going to start this week. I, they announced dozens of characters who show up in Avengers Campus. And when I was there last week, I got to tell you, that's the cool thing about Avengers Campus. There's always a superhero coming through or showing up on the tower or bouncing through in some way. It's very, very cool what they offer there. The big announcement at Disney California Adventure involved Kevin Feige, and it was the third major attraction to come to Avengers Campus. You have Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. You have the new Spider-Man, a Web Slingers attraction. This was supposed to be a big e-ticket attraction comparable to Rise of the Resistance. And in fact, the ride vehicle shown suggests something similar to that. What is, this has been intended for a building that um, had a Quinjet on top of it. And the thought was you were going to go in a Quinjet out to Wakanda to fight against the villains. Any allusion to Wakanda seems to have gone away and we're not really quite sure where the Quinjet shows up in this, if it does anything other than look pretty on top of the building. However, what we are seeing is this idea of a fight against all the villains. And when we say all the villains, it's actually all of the Avengers against all of the villains in a multiverse experience. And so the poster art shows cartoon Spider-Mans along um, real Spider-Man. I mean, it could be anything and everything mixed up into this multiverse attraction which I'm going to come back to a little later. I better put down a note here because, well, I, let me just talk about this right now. Disney has been doing a lot of work with the multi or the metaverse. And could this attraction somehow utilize the metaverse in the multiverse. What we do know is in this multiverse, we are fighting King Thanos, 
and of course that means Kate that Thanos won the the victory and so it's a different uh, it's a different universe uh, DHI podcast talked about the multiverse possibly being a multi-rotating experience so maybe you get different Avengers or different multiverses every time you go through but my thought is could some of this be carried out by being in this vehicle and having the option of wearing a a mask and if you look at the testing that was done originally for rise they would wear this set of goggles now that was to help them envision what would actually be built for rise of the resistance while they were practicing the moves of this ride vehicle in a warehouse but again could you create a physical and a metaverse version of this in the multiverse and then moving it forward is it possible that you could identify some families in Marvel that aren't part of the um, part of the license for Universal out in um, Florida that maybe you know with Guardians of the Galaxy, for instance, Baymax, for instance, Eternals, for instance, could you create enough families of villains? Or families of Avengers that you could stage a multiverse version of this attraction at Walt Disney World. None of that was announced, but these are the things that are starting to play through in my mind as I'm hearing this announcement. I'm also going to talk about another metaverse example of this shortly. Now we get to the Disneyland Resort. I'm telling you, the the space dedicated the space dedicated for real things coming to the Disneyland Resort exceeds what's coming to the Walt Disney Resort, at least in terms of what was talked about or what was for sure. They talked about Run Disney returning. They talked about new things coming to their downtown Disney that they're remodeling. Paseo Encentrico by Carlos Gaetan, which actually is going to a former um, location. Porto's Bakery and Cafe coming. Dintai Fung. I hope I pronounced that correctly, coming to downtown Disney. All of those new restaurants coming to downtown Disney, you'd think that nothing was coming to anybody else's downtown Disney version. I'll come back to that in a few minutes. And then you have the um, the old Paradise Pier Hotel being made into the Pixar Place Hotel. They showed some images of that. It was okay. It seems still light on the Pixar Compared to what you see in the new Toy Story Hotel at 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 uh, Tokyo Disney Resort, and they also mentioned this restaurant called Great Maple coming to that. Which not sure how that ties to Pixar, but you go for it. Those were all the announcements made for Disneyland, Disney California Adventure, and for the resort in proper. Even they were missing some of the things going on Disneyland. I'll talk about those in a few minutes. But let's go to the Walt Disney World Resort. Here at the Magic Kingdom, what do we got going on? Well, it the whole thing started out with Happily Ever After being sung at the beginning of the whole presentation. That was a great way to start. There is just a lot of guests who miss Happily Ever After. It's unclear whether the show Happily Ever After or a version of Happily Ever After is coming. 
uh, soon, but it is part of the 100th anniversary and is, yeah, Enchantment, uh, as Josh tomorrow put it, uh, is only here for a limited time, so take advantage of it. Tiana's Bayou Adventure was also discussed, pretty much all the details, although we don't have a critter country, nothing much more added there. Tron Light Cycle Run is coming in the spring of 2023. Disappointing that it's not in this calendar year, but uh, again, what can we say? It is what it is. That's when it's coming. They did show a vis visual of the outdoor portion of it when they were on the ride, as well as the launch uh, space. They didn't show the the interior uh, dark ride portion of that ride, but it was kind of it's it's a cool ride. You're gonna love this ride, people. I was telling folks, where was I talking to folks? Oh, there was a light cycle vehicle you could get on, and there were cast members kind of manning that booth and giving out a free button for Tron Light Cycle Run. And um, I was telling them what the ride was actually like and what the queue was right like. They had no, they really didn't know themselves. The last thing I should mention for the Magic Kingdom, I think this is a cool thing. And as a surprise, the Hatbox Ghost is coming to the Haunted Mansion. The Hatbox Ghost is unique in that it was originally created for Disneyland, but after a few weeks was taken out of the attraction, it simply never worked. And it never actually showed up at the Haunted Mansion when, the, when Walt Disney World opened 50 years ago. However, it has long been in a lot of the imagery that was created behind the Haunted Mansion. I had the record album for the Haunted Mansion and in there was the Hatbox Ghost. And other places you would see in merchandise and drawings and so forth of the Hatbox Ghost. So he's, he's legendary and he's very cool. These are, the Hatbox Ghost is a very, is not only a, a cool new ghost, he's also a very high-tech ghost. And it's very impressive to see kind of a higher layer of ghosts show up at the Haunted Mansion. So all that is really good for the Magic Kingdom. Epcot. They, too, have a new 100th anniversary show, a new nighttime spectacular to replace Harmonious? Or is it a new version of Harmonious, like World of Color? I can't believe they would take out those barges. That does not seem... They have spent a pretty penny on those. I could see a new show on those barges. All of this was very confusing. And then there was a the thought that Epcot Forever was coming back as an interim show while they worked on it. And it didn't sound like this spectacular, which would go down in uh, early spring, like March 1st, probably along with um, the end of the 50th anniversary. It didn't sound like it would come back as a new show until fall of next year. So again, a lot of little confusion there. And a lot of people, I do think, have come to like Harmonia. So a little concerned with what they're doing there, if that's a tweak or if that's a big overhaul. Journey of Water, been announced in 2019, inspired by Moana. What was surprising about this is that when you got to the exhibit floor with Imagineering, lo and behold, there is a 15, there's a model of what will become a 15-foot Tefiti that will be added to Journey of Water. Now I'm looking at this and thinking, 
where did this show up? You can't see it on any visuals beforehand. There was never a drawing about this, and all of a sudden we have a model of this? This is very confusing. Even more confusing is that it will be late 2023 before we even see this along with World Celebration. Mind you, October 1st is when Epcot's 40th anniversary starts, but it will be its 41st anniversary by the time we see either of those things. I expected that on World Celebration. Very disappointed on Journey of Water. Um, guests need more experiences, and to hold it all back, ugh, that was very frustrating. So the World Celebration with Communicore Hall and Plaza and the and Walt the Dreamer statue. The statue was unveiled. In fact, was able to get a photo of me with the statue. Very cool. Very impressive statue. I look forward to seeing that. I'm really good with most all these things. Architecturally, it's not a standout, but I'm glad to see something come into the core. I just wish it wasn't late to 2023. And then... In what was a misstepped announcement, Josh tomorrow said something to the effect that we wanted to bring back somebody who everybody loves, who inspires our imagination. The crowds were going crazy and crazy and crazy. And he announces Figment, they go crazier, and then says he will be making character appearances. What a miss. An entire audience had been led up to thinking for a few seconds that they were going to get a new figment attraction. And here you are telling us we're going to have a character appearance, which, by the way, let's talk about figment character appearances. The original one was um, not just figment, but Dreamfinder carrying figment in a sort of ventriloquist kind of way. But back in, I want to say 2008, 2011, somewhere in that time frame, there was a life-size figment character that appeared and made appearances. It never, people got photos of it. It, it seemed, he seemed too much. Uh, he seemed larger than life compared to what you see mind you Mickey's a small character too and you don't mind it's a life-size Mickey but it was kind of jarring for people so when they say a new figment character appearance they didn't say how he would appear and again I want to suggest well you could maybe take a photo and have him show up in your photo afterwards or are we doing that already not sure about that or could it be that um he's going to show up on a screen maybe and it's going to be more like um turtle talk with crush where he's talking physically literally to you on that screen and you're in front of it maybe or maybe could it be that he's appearing in the metaverse because if you look at some of the things we've talked about in the metaverse I could see a figment character appearing with you when you're there. It would be cute, but is it what people are expecting? I don't know that if any of those things happen, it's going to be enough. And I don't understand why Disney, who sees a line going across all a future world for a figment popcorn bucket, cannot get the idea that his 
attraction needs to be fixed and needs to be redone. And I, I, to me, if you're truly listening to your guests, you should have figured that one out by now. It's not, nobody's hiding the fact that they would really like to see Figment in a new, improved attraction. By the way, a new version a new version of um, Inside Out is coming. And I don't remember the name of that elephant character in it, the imaginary character. But could Figment maybe make an appearance in the second film? Is that a possibility? And then would you tie it with Inside Out? I wouldn't mind that so much as long as you made Figment a central character in that Inside Out experience just like you did with the elephant-like creature in the original film. It all seems to have possibility. So now that brings us to Disney Hollywood Studios and the announcements showed there were nothing. But then we moved to Disney's Animal Kingdom and the announcement of what's coming right there is nothing. But then they ended the experience by talking about a boundless what-if future. And to that, Imagineer Chris Beatty and uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios head Jennifer Lee joined the stage to a sort of let's all blue sky together kind of thing on the stage, in which they presented a couple of possibilities, as they put it, we have real aspirations, well, those real aspirations for Disney's Animal Kingdom includes a Zootopia in place of Dinoland, as well as Moana with a water-based attraction and a spinner ride. Well, the spinner ride looks like it's come in from Dinosaur, right? And in fact, if you really look at the angle, you kind of think at first you're looking from the end angle of the entrance to Dinoland, but I think the angle of this is actually coming from the riverfront where Rivers of Light was. And it's looking, and if you think about Chester and Hester's being the space for the Moana, and then uh, Dinoland being taken up with Zootopia in the background, particularly the attraction, the dinosaur attraction, which has, again, the Zootopia ride in China it doesn't have three rows, it only has two rows, but it is four seats wide. So the width of the ride vehicle, could you use the ride vehicles, in other words, as vehicles for the Zootopia ride and just redo the inside of that attraction using a different ride technology, but utilizing that building space? I think that's where they were possibly projecting of going. Um, I have some challenges with this because I have always understood Disney's Animal Kingdom to be about real animals, imaginary animals, which Zootopia works for, but also extinct animals. And there's really one that fills that role, and that is dinosaurs. And I don't know why Disney can't own the dinosaur thing. But notwithstanding... That was one thing that they brainstormed. And then they went to a discussion of the Magic Kingdom, 
which was a surprise of surprises because the Magic Kingdom really already has more attractions than any place else. Um, a little bit matched with Epcot, but certainly better rides and attractions than Epcot. Do they need a big overhaul at Magic Kingdom? That's a head scratcher to me. So then they talk about this thing called Beyond Thunder Mountain, which takes you along the rivers of America to Frontierland and then to Thunder Mountain. You think, okay, what could be behind it? And the idea was, could you create a Coco San Cecilia village in Mexico that would have a Coco ride um, inside of it? And adjacent, could you have an Encanto uh, attraction village where you enter the Madrigal's Casita? And then beyond this, could you bring back Tragic Kingdom or the Villain's Lair, however you want to call that, which would be a land centered on Disney villains? Now, this just kind of surprised me on many levels. First off, I think Encanto is so perfectly suited for Epcot and World Showcase. So why not put it there? Especially when you're running along the rivers of America and Colombia is not along the rivers of America. I could see the rivers of America, including the Rio Grande, and I could see on the other side of the Rio Grande, the San Cecilia village of Mexico with Coco. I kind of see that. I don't see the whole Madrigal thing. I do see them thinking about how could we tail the traffic, move traffic all the way around the river. And the only way you could do this, really, and have enough space to do it, is if you pulled the same thing that you did at Disneyland when you built Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. In other words, the train suddenly makes a sharper right and then makes a left before going on beyond Fantasyland. That is a possibility, and in that, you could run something along the riverfront in the... In, in the Haunted Mansion that would then take you to the Villain's Lair area and then ultimately connect with the other lands and attractions. So I could see all of that possibly playing out. And yet, why are they doing this? This is not an announcement. And now all the, by the way, all of those podcasts and all those blogs that are saying coming you know, Coco to Magic Kingdom. No, none of these things are coming. They are just, let's dream about this a little bit. And that's where it all gets very, not only confusing, it gets frustrating. Why are you doing this? Are you possibly testing the audience response? Are you trying to say, do you like these? Which of these do you like more than less? It's disappointing, but honestly, until you show what the attraction ride looks like, guests are not going to respond correctly. You may have a great concept, but they may not like the IP until you really show them what the ride might look like. So you got to be very careful about showcasing something that you're not ready to showcase. Beyond this, then you have issues related to, well, maybe maybe they're trying to send a message to investors saying we got to, you know, we, we are thinking big term, long term, the future. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Um, maybe 
they're sending a shot across the bow to Epic Universe. Because they've got four lands plus an entrance land, here we've got five lands. Some could be more like districts than lands, but could this be maybe, and, and I go back to my conversation. I've never suggested, never thought a fifth theme park would happen at Walt Disney World, but I mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago, and I talked about what might be there, including some of these ideas that we're talking about right here. Um, and, and yet, um, is, is, is it really going into individual theme parks or is it going into a combined park? If they had announced a new fifth theme park, the, the world would have gone crazy. They would have had more press and publicity if they had taken those five concepts. But at this point, we don't even know if any of those five concepts are going to survive, which just makes it all the more frustrating. If you tail back about a dozen years ago, 10 years ago, you'll remember there was a Cynthia Harris in the, in the aftermath of the disaster that was the original Disney California Adventure. She got up one time and did this blue sky dreaming and she mentioned a couple of concepts. The only one I remember is a water theme park at the Disneyland Resort based on the Little Mermaid. Well, I don't know if you've been on that water park. Oh, I'm sorry, there is no water park based on Little Mermaid. How did I forget? It's the same thing happening that, that it happened last week that happened a dozen years ago when Cynthia Harris was blue sky dreaming to everybody. And yet none of those things came about. It, it's all confusing. And at some point it just becomes frustrating. It added to the frustration are the things not mentioned at D23. Tarzan had this incredibly big wrap and lots of construction all over it, the Tarzan Treehouse at Disneyland. By the way, I took pictures of that and it was in my previous uh, podcast, a live walk through Disneyland. Then that night there was a big storm and that entire tarp blew off of Tarzan's treehouse. Any rate, could that be an Encanto style treehouse coming in? Maybe, maybe not. It seems that the way they're treating the treehouse, having removed the bridge of the smaller tree going to the larger tree means they're going away from Tarzan. But no mention of any of this is going on. Fantasmic returning to Disney's Hollywood Studios. You're talking about a parade coming back to Disneyland. You're talking about new shows coming back in terms of fireworks and so forth. World of Color, and you made no mention of Fantasmic returning. Now it is on the calendar, Fantasmic Returns, Walt Disney World. There is a calendar that is presented with some of these things on it. But again, you're just kind of like, well, why didn't you talk about what was coming there? There was announced and announced and announced again a Toy Story barbecue restaurant for Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's not on anything. It's not on the timeline. It's not. It's It hasn't been announced in a long time. It's sitting as a building behind a construction fence at the entrance to Toy Story Land. Not mentioned at all. You mentioned all these new restaurants for downtown Disney. You mentioned nothing new coming to Disney Springs, like maybe Summer House, which has been supposedly coming for some time after it was replaced, uh, re 
was the replacement for Beatrix. Nothing mentioned there. Remember the Main Street Theater announced at, at 2019? None of that was announced, but neither was for Epcot, the play Disney and the old Wonders of Life building, Wondrous China, Spaceship Earth and that remodel, and of course, Mary Poppins. You had you had Dick Van Dyke coming out there. You had Chimney Sweeps doing a whole song. And you act like there is nothing coming in any of these. And then you wonder how we could possibly get excited about your blue sky ideas for Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. How could you get excited about a villain's lair when you haven't even... And by the way, the cost of these things, just in development and design, and then you shove them, you put them out there. Most of these things were presented in the Epcot, uh, in the Epcot Experience show at Odyssey. All these things, including the three-story building for catering, all these things are no longer being talked about. And you can't help but feel really... Uh, the Disneyland Ford project, which was to extend both of those parks across Disney Way and do something new there. Yeah, right. Are you sure that's what you're doing? Is that really what's going to happen? It's hard to imagine anything like that. That Disney Ford project seems as much as pie in the sky as Cynthia Harris's water park based on Little Mermaid or based on the things you announced last Sunday. It's really hard. And then we get to things like New Tomorrowland. DVC editions like the Disneyland Tower, the Polynesian Village Tower, those were shown in the timeline, but never announced in the presentation or anything on the show floor. Nothing was discussed by Adventures by Disney. Cotino, it, what is showcased on the, on the floor uh, in their own little booth, and it's on the timeline, but... You didn't seem to want to take any time. You could have taken time out from some of those songs and some of the banter that went on and really had spent the time talking about things you're really going to build. By the way, I forgot to mention the cruise line. Disney Treasure, the name of the next cruise ship. I like that. Kind of like the look. It's a more masculine theme as opposed to the more feminine theme of the Disney Wish. You have Aladdin Jasmine on a flying carpet. Carpet is a statue in it. Peter Pan flies in the uh, little video they have, so I can't help but think Peter or Tinkerbell are at least going to be on the back of the ship. They also mentioned Disney Wonder heading over to Australia and New Zealand for new. That's very cool. Love to see what the itineraries of that are. And they showed progress on Lighthouse Point in the Bahamas, including Josh standing right there at the Lighthouse Point in the Bahamas, showing really no progress because there hasn't been any construction. But they are promising that for 2024. Good luck with that. You're going to need it because you're going to have new, you're going to have a new cruise ship by then, and you need you need more places to go. So we'll see. We'll see what happens when all this supposedly comes together in 2024. But by then, there might be another D23 with a different set of announcements. Well, that wraps it up for this Disney at Play podcast. It's a little, it's a big one, and we'll probably have to come back to some of these details later on. But just know that there are many things being talked about just because they're being talked about doesn't necessarily mean they are going to happen. 
But what you can be assured about is that we are going to happen and we are going to continue providing you a podcast. So make sure you join us, subscribe, share it with others, and uh, check out our Patreon group, which is the Wayfinder Society. We want you to be a part of the magic of this Disney at Work and Play podcast. Again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part. And in the words of Sinbad's Storybook Voyage, an attraction that actually exists, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.